0: Welcome back to Daf HaShavua. This week we're going to be learning Meseches Ksubos, Daf Nun Ches. And as our uh, Gemara picks up on the bottom of Daf Nun Zayin Amad so the Gemara is recording uh, a dispute that we have over here, a machlokis that we have over here between Ula and Shmuel Bar Yehuda about the reason that the Rabbanon were misaking that a woman who is a, uh, in Arusa she's an Arusa to a Kohen, why this particular woman is not going to be able to go ahead and is not going to eat truma. We know that a woman uh, who gets married to a Kohen and has a full-fledged marriage uh, with a Kohen, so of course that woman would be able to uh, go ahead and eat truma. Obviously, we're not going to uh, differentiate what a uh, husband and wife are going to be able to eat. But our Gemara over here uh, is going to Uh, describe why it is that in Arusa, somebody who hasn't finished the process yet of full-fledged marriage is not going to be able to go ahead and is not going to be able to eat truma. So according to Ula, the Rabbanan were concerned this takana comes out of a chashash, out of a concern that she might go ahead and she might take the truma. And uh, when she goes home, she has brothers, she has sisters, she has other people at her home who are considered to be zarim. They're foreign to the uh, ability to eat the truma. And we know that zar shachal truma, that a a non-kohen who goes that and an An Cohen uh, who eats truma, so uh, there are bad things that uh, that come to a person who's a czar who eats truma. They have to go ahead and pay all sorts of fines, and a czar is not able to go ahead and is not able to eat truma. So therefore, according to Ula, that was the nature of the chashash. What's going to happen when she goes back to her parents' home, and is she going to go ahead and share this truma food with her uh, with her siblings and with her family members at home? However, Shmuel Bar Yehuda comes along and describes, explains an entirely different level of uh, chashash that we have over here, of concern that we have over here. And according to Shmuel Bar Yehuda, the Rabbanon were concerned that uh, when they become full husband and wife, when they are full, uh, fully married, so the husband might discover the fact that uh, the woman has some sort of mum and the kedushin is going to be what, what's referred to as a mekach something that he uh, was... Uh, kone, something that he acquired uh, accidentally or in error. And therefore, the, uh, the entire marriage, this entire relationship is going to be, l'mafreya, is going to be annulled retroactively. And the woman will have transgressed, will have been over on the, uh, the Yisr Del Reissa of a czar, sh'achal, truma. So the Gemara presents over here these two suggestions uh, as to why it is that a, uh, why it is that a, an Arusa a woman who isn't full-fledged married, uh, full fledged marriage, fully married, uh, is not going to be able to go ahead and is not going to be able to eat truma. The Gemara then goes on, and the Gemara asks, uh, with regards to the second suggestion of Rishmo Bar Yehuda, that uh, he's going to go ahead and he's going to find some sort of mum uh, after uh, after they get married, after they're fully married. So the Gemara goes on, and the Gemara says, you know, what happens if they uh, if they had a chuppah, but they haven't yet had bia? And she, uh, the Gemara suggests that she still uh, shouldn't be allowed to eat truma before the bia, because he wouldn't have been able to go ahead and identify the mum yet. But the Gemara then goes on and says that. He wouldn't get close to being fully married without some family member, somebody going ahead and somebody making sure that uh, she doesn't have a mum, somebody going ahead and doing uh, a a badika that would uh, make sure that her body is is, uh, fully complete to enter into this marriage. Uh, And therefore, uh, of course, uh, before uh, Chuppah, and before be for sure. So uh, that woman is going to uh, is going to have been uh, is going to have been checked out. So Gamara wonders what would happen in the case of an Evet? Are we going to be able to compare a uh, an Eved who is going to uh, be acquired at this, uh, at this point in time and whether or not uh, an Eved is going to, uh, is going to be, uh, are we going to be concerned that the Eved is going to have this same level of mum like this woman has and if we allow this Evid to go ahead and if we allow him to eat truma, if he were to have a mum on his body and he's been eating truma the whole time so that would be, uh, that would be problematic but the Gemara says that it wouldn't happen with an Evid because when it comes to an Evid, we can notice the mum, if it was something ex- sternal if the Evid was lacking an arm, a leg or an, uh, another limb, so um, of course that would, uh, that, would uh, that would be problematic and if it was under his skin, if it was something that we couldn 't find, so that wouldn 't possible the sale because that has nothing to do with us that doesn uh, 't take away from the evid 's ability to go ahead and do what it is that the Evid needs to go and do for you sigmar then says. That uh, if the slave, however, is found to be a thief or a kidnapper, so the sale uh, would still be valid. And the Gemara concludes that there would be no reason to ban a slave sold by Israel to a Cohen from eating trumah It happens to be that uh, as, we, uh, as we discuss this idea, so the Gemara uses a uh, terminology over here where the Gemara says, nimza ganav oh korvyustus. And this word korvyustus is a, uh, a fascinating word in, uh, in, uh, Talmudic language that Tosus picks up on over here and in defining what that concept and what that word is of a kvyustus. So the Gemara goes on and the Gemara says that, uh, it doesn't mean that most avadim, that most slaves are going to be kid- kidnappers, but rather it means that most avadim are going to be, uh, are going to be gamblers. They're going to be people that are masachic bakubia based on a Gemara in chulun and daftsa, the alifamad base. And, uh, these people go ahead and they, uh, they're masachic and as a result of being a gambler, so a person uh, unfortunately dips into some of the uh, the greatest depths of, uh, of, of of owing money and as a result of that person being in such debt, so they're going to go ahead and they're going to do whatever they could. They're going to go and kidnap. They're going to take people hostage and captive to uh, go and ransom those people so that they can get money back to, uh, to, prov- to pay off the person who they owe money to. So Tosos over here presents that when we speak about a kovusus, we're not just talking about a regular kidnapper. We're talking about a kidnapper uh, who also has this uh, other vice of uh, of gambling and uh, that is uh, that is what we are referring to over here which obviously uh, lends conversation to the concept of uh, gambling the Gemara and Sanhedrin and uh, the Mishnayos and Sanhedrin that uh, describe somebody who is pusul uh, laidus of elu hamasachik bekubia people that are uh, involved in the world of gambling people that are going ahead and people that are uh, putting up money for uh, whatever reason it is so the Gemara goes on in Sanhedrin describes some of the reasons that uh, gambling for, uh, uh, you know, uh, according to uh, the, the, the way in which the halacha develops this concept of Masachik bakubia why it is that that person's going to be, uh, why it is that that person's going to be uh pasal edus. is it because uh, it's tantamount to stealing, because the person to from whom you're taking money doesn't want to give you the money, is it because what we refer to as eno osik b'yeshuvu shalolam, their job is not uh, you know, furthering the uh the beauty of inhabiting the world. Uh and uh this conversation about gambling that uh that certainly gets underway over here. But really what Tosas points out over here is that the uh the gamblers are gonna accrue major debts and will do anything to uh to 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 get money. They're gonna raise crazy ransoms to get the money back that they owe from gambling. So once the Gemara presented us with these two uh suggestions as to why in Arusa can't eat trumas, the Gemara goes on to um to uh, develop a few different nafkaminas. Nafkamina number one, the Gemara says, that let's say the husband says in advance, I don't care what type of mum she has, I'm totally happy to be married to her. Even if I find later that she has a mum, the marriage is still going to be chal. Of course I'm going to stay, I'm going to remain married to her. So if we plug that nafkamina into our Chakira over here as to why it is that anarusa can't go ahead and eat truma, so he can still, uh, she still might go home and she still might... Uh, feed the truma to her family, but the second reason of him uncovering a mum uh, a little bit later wouldn't apply, and since that reason wouldn't apply, so according to this Nafkamina, so we would have to assume that the first suggestion is going to be uh, the suggestion that's tzchala as to why it is that an arusa is not going to eat truma. The second uh is as follows: Let's say the father already gave the daughter over to the shluche habal, and these shluche habal are uh, what happens when a. Um, when, uh, the father basically brings based on the Gemara that appears on, uh, that we saw earlier, on Daf uh, Memches Amad Alf, Memches Amad this concept of the Shluch that the father brings uh, this girl to the, uh, to uh, like an intermediary, before she goes ahead and before she gets married, and the Gemara goes on to describe uh, what this concept is uh, of, the, uh, of the Shluch E'Abaal. So let's say, the father gave the daughter to the Shluch already, so she isn't living with her family anymore, she can't feed her family, so if the main reason was the reason of, uh, she's going to go home and she's going to take Truma and feed it to and brother and sister and mother and father who aren't Kohanim, so uh, that's not going to be uh, Shaiach at all. But if the reason is, is that he's going to find the Mum later on, so uh, he still may find the Mum. He still may go ahead, and he still. Um, might uh, uncover the fact that she has a, uh, a moment. So there are a lot of issues. Uh, what happens uh, when the girl is given over to the Shluch Ha'Abal and uh, the Gemara in and Kedush and Adaf and Tosos and Daf Memches over here uh, describe uh, some of the the, the the related issues about giving over the daughter to the Shluch E'abal. But ultimately, the Gemara concludes that on a Orisa level, Narusa is going to be able to eat shuma But the uh she cannot, again, based on these two reasons that were offered and based on... Uh, uh, some of these suggestions that the Gemara presents on Daf Nunches Ahmed Aleph into Nun uh, Nunches Amad Beis. As uh, the Gemara goes on, the Gemara quotes from the Mishnah where we have a statement from Rabbi Tarfun. Rabbi Tarfun comes along and tells us that if there's a situation where, uh, let's say they set aside 12 months, that by 12 months we're going to be married. And uh, they're not married yet. The husband still wants to push the wedding off. Uh, so he can go ahead and he can give her uh, any truma to go ahead and to eat and the gemara continues to darshan at the mishnah describing the situation of a yavam who doesn't give his yavama the right to eat truma and what the uh, what the halakha ramifications uh, of uh, of that would uh, of that would be the Gemara then goes on to tell us uh, and to teach us the Mishnah on Daf Nemches on Beis where the Gemara says that so basically we have this uh, we have this Mishnah over here on Nemches Beis where the Mishnah discusses the concept that there's basically a uh, trade that takes place over here. The husband gives mizonos to his wife, and in exchange for the mizonos, in exchange for the uh, the food and the sustenance, so she goes ahead and gives the uh, gives the husband the ma'asey adayim, that which she uh, she earns. She goes and she makes a living. She goes and she has some sort of livelihood, and she gives that ma'asey adayim over to her husband. So what would happen if he is uh, makdish that ma'asey adayim? And the Mishnah goes on, and the Gemara goes on to discuss what would happen if uh, she says this my is going straight to Haktish. Does he still get it? Does he have to do something with it? Does he have to go ahead and be poded? What is going to be the status of that Misa Yadayim? Uh, and the Mishnah goes on to describe that when there's extra, when there's Hamosar, so if he uh, goes ahead and he, uh, he's Maktish, the, uh, the extra uh, amount of money, so we have a machlokas in our mission in between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yochanan Asandler, where Rabbi Meir says that that extra money is going to uh, be considered to be haktish, which the Gemara is going to uh, explain uh, as uh, as daf nunchasamud continues. And Rabbi Yochanan Asandler says that it's nonetheless going to uh, still be chulin, and the svarah for Rabbi Yochanan Asandler is that the husbands. Um, being machtish, the husband going ahead and sanctifying his uh, wife's ma'aseh Daim is not going to be chal. It's not going to be uh, effective. And the question is why? And based on the Gemara and based on a uh, few of the Rishonim, according to Rabbi Yochanan Asamler, a person can't go ahead and a person can't be maktish, something a davar And since these monies, since the money that the uh, the woman is going to make and the woman is going to give over to uh, to this husband is a davar olam, so according to Rabbi a person is not going to be to be makdish that money, and as the Gemara goes on, and as we make our way down to the bottom of Daft Nunches Ahmed Bez, so the Gemara uh, goes on to discuss uh, all sorts of uh, all sorts of discussions with uh, the husband providing these uh, these level of uh, mizonos to his wife, and what the uh, what the wife is going to be obligated to his uh, to his husband, and uh, all of the uh, all the details that surround this machlokes in uh, in uh, in the realm of. Ma'isy adayim for for mizonos, and uh, what would happen if a woman would say uh, X or husband would say X about what they're going to be able to go ahead and give over to uh, to their spouse, and uh, many of the uh, halachic discussions that are going to uh, that are going to come as a result of uh, as a result of these um, as a result of these uh, conversations and the uh, the shulchan aruch in Simon uh, Simon uh goes on to discuss the ramifications of some of these uh, of some of these conversations but really once the husband and once the wife uh, become husband and wife once they get married so uh, the uh, the beautiful relationship in which uh, everything that a husband uh, earns and receives belongs to the wife and everything the wife earns and receives belongs to the husband is uh, something that is really beneath this uh, entire conversation beneath this entire Gemara and uh, what would happen uh, in, uh, in such circumstances is obviously not something that we want to uh you know, see play out halach Maisa play out practically, but uh, the gemara nonetheless discusses it over here in this machlokas uh, that we have on Daf Nun Ches Ahmed uh, Beis in this machlokas between Rabbi Yochan and, and Rabbi Meir with regards to the uh, the nature of the Maisa Yadayim that uh, that the woman brings into the marriage, and uh, we hope that all of our marriages and all of our uh, all of our relationship are as uh, are as beautiful and are as mutually beneficial uh, one to another, and uh, none of this. Has to be practical uh, in any uh, in any which way. That is, Meseches subos Daf Nun Ches.